Okay, everyone. Welcome to another Monday morning cash up. Wait a minute. It's not Monday. It's Tuesday. It's 11-14-2023 according to the calendar. And here we are again, giving you the latest news in robot cash and the gaming industry. And we're doing it a day late. That's because we... Well, I don't have a reason. Uh, I was really sick yesterday, I guess. You could blame it on that. Do you want to hear me sniffle through anything? Yes? Did did one of you say yes? Weird. You're weird, man. Uh, is that your kink? Uh, <laughs> Um, no, it was, uh, just a sick, uh, my wife got sick. Um, seems like everybody's getting a little sick right now, right? It's that time of the year. It's the holiday season. Things are wrapping up. How are you doing? How are you doing at work? Are you surviving? Are you in the gaming industry? Are you surviving these terrible layoffs? I think, uh, I saw Amazon games, let some people off this week. Uh, digital extremes, let some people off. seems like every week there's uh, another company facing some hardship and some people, um, entering unemployment and uh just want to give them a little shout out right now it's not easy out there for a lot of people and uh going into the holiday season there's always expectations of gifts um people heading home visiting each other you know spending lots of money on that and the holiday season is going to be very different for a lot of people so not to start this on a bad note but uh it's hard when you've uh, worked in this industry for almost 20 years, you know, it's nothing compared to some people, but you see that hardship happening and uh, it hurts. It hurts. And uh, very thankful that all of us here at Robot Cash right now are working hard to deliver to you the best platform we can. And uh, that's what we've been up to lately. So segueing into what we've been doing, it's we're wrapping up some uh, 2024 planning right now and beyond. And it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of work. So a little bit of transparency about what happens at this time of year in the gaming industry. So if you usually release your game, let's say in that Q3, Q4 time, November and December are very much slow months, potentially. Um, you released it, you can finally take a break after years of development, after you know, crunch time after that long, that last sprint maybe to release where you're working 100 plus hour weeks, that's the time when you relax. Now, for some people, there's DLC coming out and they don't. And so these months are busy. And then when you have a platform like ours, you know, shout out to our store team who spend a lot of time uh, organizing sales, working on the promotion for those sales, um, bringing new titles to the platform all the time. And on top of that, uh, planning for what the company is going to look like in the future as well. So uh, it hasn't been quiet for us at Good Ship Robot Cash. Um, and that's why the interview series has been put on pause a little bit. And you know what? I maybe bit off more than I could chew on that one by thinking we could do a year round. Uh, everybody does seasons for that. Uh, another shout out to my cheese steaks and controllers friend, uh, Jason Finelli, uh, who does his own gaming podcast as well. He does seasons. So maybe we'll adopt that. We're figuring this stuff out. Uh, I really enjoyed doing the podcast. I could do that every week for the rest of my life. I really enjoy talking to the people in this industry. And I really hope you enjoy listening to those. So we got some new ones planned for that. Uh, like I say every week, the last few weeks, uh, Josh Barnett has been recorded. The James Swallow one recorded. We're lining up more for developers. We're listening to you. Don't worry. Um, 
If you want to see this ugly mug on camera, you can always email investors at robotcash.com and say, hello, Mr. CEO, man. The ginger community manager deserves to be on camera. Where is he? I want to see him on camera more for podcasts and you should do that. <laughs> but someone do that, please. So just, that'll be great. Um, that would make my week or my month, but yeah. So anyway, uh, planning is wrapping up and, uh, it's going to be fun. I can't, I can't wait to put the plans in action. So, all right, let's get into some news. Um, and if it sounds like I've read this before, it's because I did, uh, I recorded this entire podcast and <laughs> there was an audio problem, uh, really high pitched noise and I don't know. It was just really embarrassing, but I got my tea. I got a refresh on my tea. Okay. So this is your favorite part of the week. I know it's just hundreds of thousands of people have reached out and said, this is the best part of my week, Kyle. I look forward to the gaming news. I don't even check the news anymore. I don't even care about all the horrible things happening in the world because you bring me the news in such a positive manner that uh, my life is uplifted. Hundreds of thousands of people. Don't ask for the receipts. Don't ask for screenshots. Just trust me. Just trust me. People have. All right. So going into the headlines, we have this one from GameSpot that I want to talk about. It says, a real military veteran is now an operator in Call of Duty. And he's the Rock's cousin. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. I know why you did the Rock's cousin, because you get the marketing out of it. But it says, uh, a 16-year military veteran and former Navy SEAL is now a playable operator in Call, Call of Duty. It says, uh, do, 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 do. one of the first DLC packs for Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 is a new warrior pack that supports the Call of Duty Endowment Charity. The centerpiece of the DLC is a new operator who is based on a real-life military veteran. This is the first time a real military veteran is a playable operator. Call, uh, I worked on Call of Duty for a little while through the agency side. Um, it's really cool to see the Call of Duty endowment um, always being involved in the DLC. Uh, there was a recently a bit of news or like chatter in gaming about how a $15 mount in World of Warcraft made more money than um for the company than uh i think it was starcraft two wings of liberty um so when you unpack that a little bit and think about how much veterans are maybe benefiting through the endowment charity for this uh it's positive um i wanted to bring it up because it was veterans day over here in the u.s and uh no matter what you think of wars of a lot of the military industrial complex, if you will, um, always support the troops, always support veterans. These are people that are put into very precarious situations that um, put a lot on the line for all of us. And in the end, they're just people and support people going through different things. So shout out to them and everyone being supported for that. So anyway, here's something that's maybe a little bit less political. Uh, Okay, let's let's wipe the slate clean a little bit. Think about brand deals in games. Okay, now think about good ones. Do you know any good brand deals in a game? Any in-game content from a brand? Do you know any bad ones? Do you remember the 
Burger King brand deal with Xbox 360 where they had custom games like Sneak King, one of the creepiest games of all time. Do you remember the Toyota Yaris game? There's been a lot of other ones. There's been game crossovers that could be considered brand deals, right? Okay, now let's go into this one. This is an article at GameSpot. Shout out to GameSpot. All my friends over there. It says, these great Halo 3 maps are now playable in Halo Infinite. Party like it's 2007. And here's what it says. Mount, Mountain Dew is resurrecting its game fuel drink this year. And to celebrate, the soft drink company teamed up with Microsoft for a special map in Halo Infinite inspired by the drink. The map is called Critical Dew Point. <laughs> you get it? And it's coming to Halo Infinite through the Halo 3 Refueled playlist. This playlist features seven classic Halo 3 maps remade for Infinite using Forge. All right, and then the article has a bunch of screenshots from it. And uh, pause for a minute. What color do you think is featured predominantly in this map? It's not purple. It's not yellow. It's not magenta. It might be Mountain Dew green. I don't know if the map is good. I don't know if it's a uh, if it's conducive to quality multiplayer play. I imagine it is since it's coming out. You know, this might be something that they had <clears throat> sitting there and they just wanted to reskin it a color. Maybe they had a, a, a map at the ready for a brand deal and like let's slap a coat of paint on this maybe it was made with some designers to really reflect the brand values of mountain dew i i don't know um i actually full fully full transparency here oh, i can't talk there's always those moments in this podcast forgive me so full transparency when i worked on sleeping dogs and i was a community manager of that uh I had a map in Team Fortress 2 designed um, after Sleeping Dogs. I included a lot of call callouts to it. Included, it was featured in Hong Kong. Um, so I've worked in this capacity before. And uh, I'm really proud of that map. The community eventually said it wasn't balanced that well. And maybe it wasn't, but I thought it was fun. And uh, yeah, uh, good luck to Halo. And, um, you know, good job to everyone who pushed this through. These things are not easy. They take a long time. Whether you like it or not, not uh it's it's a big undertaking to do a brand deal like that so all right here, i'll just read the headline for this one but it's uh conan o'brien brings back clueless gamer with starfield and it's quite a trip uh <laughs> i love this subheading uh watches conan tries to flirt and blows up a grandma in the first ep new episode of clueless gamer in some time shout out to elias tufexis who was the voice actor for Adam Jensen in Deus Ex, who was also in Starfield, and Conan makes a whole scene of romancing him in that game, and I thought it was hilarious. So, welcome back, Conan. We missed you. Please do more Clueless Gamers, and uh, please come on the podcast sometime. That'd be great. <laughs> all right, so uh, this one is for all you blockchain uh, folks out there and Web3 folks that are no doubt investors in us. Um, this is an article from Dean Takahashi at VentureBeat, and it says, Game 7 says Asia is a hub for Web3 game development while U.S. dominates funding. 
And uh, let me read a little bit here. The findings revealed that the Asia-Pacific region leads the way in Web3 game development, with 40% of the game developers situated there. Notably, the United States maintained its momentum, contributing to 30% of the new Web3 gaming teams, while South Korea nearly doubled its contribution to 27%. Key markets in the Web3 landscape include South Korea, the United Kingdom, Singapore, Vietnam, and Australia, in addition to the U.S., collectively making significant strides in fostering Web3 gaming innovation. The ecosystem isn't completely global, but is present in much of the world's game development hubs. Pretty cool, right? Uh, it's, well, it's interesting watching the rise of Web3 development, um, funding, uh, seeing people do it right. Uh, the, the marketplace is certainly involving with new products and new integrations, and I really think that we've only seen the very, very tip of the iceberg here. Uh, things I'm bullish on are, of course, things we don't know what we're capable of doing in this new space, but also the idea that anything that we potentially buy or own in a game, we can then sell. Robot Cash was founded on that principle. Why can't we sell the digital games we buy? And that mentality certainly transfers over to the individual items themselves. So it's very exciting to see this industry grow. And uh, I can't wait to uh, be more active in that area, let's just say. Very, very cool. Um, and then one more here. Uh, well, a couple, actually. Um, this headline says that's the end of Activision Blizzard's $120 million Overwatch League, and the subheading is the Overwatch Esports League was a money pit, and now everyone's walking away. Um, I worked in esports for a while before this, and uh, it was a tough industry to be in. Uh, there was many bad actors there. Um, the Many have said that the esports bubble is now bursting, but I think it's more of a writing of the ship. Um, it's sad to see that the Overwatch League is ending as controversial as it may be, but I I like to see a lot of fruition and growth happen in this space. And anytime there's like a setback, uh, pour one out for my homies over there. So uh, this is something that's really cool. Uh, it says Sony patents could make reliving your fave game moments easier. The PlayStation maker's new patent sounds like a feature that's already in Detroit become human until dawn. And so I read this and I'll just give you the gist. So basically, you know how in a DVD or I guess even in, um, yeah, I guess let's just use a DVD as an example. You can go to Chapters or Blu-ray and you can go to that specific point in the movie and watch it and relive that favorite moment, uh, whatever it may be. Um, or you can go to YouTube, I guess now and, and see a clip of that movie. Uh, why can't you do that with a game and experience that memory once more, that piece of the game? Well, Sony claims to have developed a technology or an idea of the way that could be handled and i think good job for them if they have i think that type of stuff is going to become the norm i think we're going to be able to do that with every game in the future uh i i you know the gaming industry is still in its very infancy and that's just gonna it's just gonna be a thing that happens um so very cool that they're doing that i can't wait to see it implemented i can't wait to see it implemented across the industry so very, 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 very cool. And uh, okay, here's one that I'm going to try not get emotional about. We've already hit our 15 minute kind of like 
goal for this podcast. So I'll just read it off really quick and tell you about it. So family is suing makers of Fortnite, Call of Duty, for fostering addiction. The Arkansas family cites predatory design and monetization at the heart of their case. So addiction in gaming has been controversial since the beginning. And we had a podcast before about mental health and we talked about addiction a little bit. Um, you could certainly make a case that you could become addicted to anything. Uh, I think that show My Strange Addiction certainly did. <laughs> um, the I have a rule. Let me just be honest. I have a, a number one rule in life, and maybe I've shared this before, but it's that you never mess with kids slash you always protect kids. Um, if parts of this industry are not making good on that, then they need to be held accountable. But we need to be careful about how we address these things um, so that we don't forget about personal responsibility or parental responsibility. Um, there's certainly been cases in the past, too, about loot boxes, about addiction and that, about how it's gambling. Um, there's been a, a bit of fallout from something like that. So, you know, we just have to move along with informed thinking on these subjects so i'll be watching this one very closely if you want me to watch it more on this podcast i can uh as as you all know that what we try to do here at robot cash is add a lot more value to the gaming space heart of cash is specifically about having interesting conversations with you know smart people in gaming and it's also doing a bit better for the industry so yeah i hope smart people get together and make a smart decision about this how about that <laughs> tiptoeing you know in my younger days i would have been like you know go you know who cares about what you're saying people gaming's not addictive um now that i'm older it's a little bit more nuanced than that and uh, I do know that there are companies in the gaming space, I'm not calling out Fortnite specifically, I'm just calling out companies in general, that know how to hack your brain in ways that we never anticipated, and they know how to get you to take out that credit card and spend money, or to spend more time with the product in an unhealthy manner. Yes, we can all have different means of saying no, but uh, not all of us are equipped with that ability. So... Oh man, we're deep this week, aren't we? <laughs> it's the holiday season, right? Dooby-doo, the holiday season. Uh, we get a little bit more thoughtful. We get a bit more introspective. So come for the introspection. <laughs> Stay for the video games. <laughs> we will have an episode next week. Uh, it will probably be introspective as well. I, I'm not around snow. I'm in LA. I get sad that I'm not around snow. I'm like Kevin McAllister when it comes to Christmas. I need snow at Christmas. And if I don't have it, I get a little cranky. <sighs> but I won't get cranky on this podcast. I'll get I'll just get emotional. All right. All right, everyone. Um, go out there, be good to each other, play lots of games, enjoy the media. Uh, I've been enjoying Batman One Bad Day. It's this box set. Uh, if you've ever read The Killing Joke, it's one of the most uh, messed up uh, Batman Joker stories of all time, written by Alan Moore. It's about one bad day in the Joker's life, kind of, kind of-ish. But this whole box set was based on that, and I've been having a 
lovely time reading through all these of Clayface, Roz, Rachel Ghoul, however you want to say it, The Riddler, all these people. Big comic book fan over here. My wife and I have been reading that. Playing lots of games. There's so much wonderful stuff out there. Uh, it's, a, it's a tough world we live in right now. Find some escape. Give yourself some time to escape and play some of the lovely games in Robot Cash. And if you're hard up for money, give our free trials a chance. Uh, I love this feature. I hope more of you get to enjoy it. So, all right. That's enough from me. It's your ginger head of community at Robot Cash, Kyle Stalock, signing out. I'll see you next week.